Welcome to the Legendarium. This, this episode may go down in infamy as the crowd pleaser for group B. <laughs> <laughs> and, and group A is just, it just, well, they shut off their radios a long time ago. Yes, they did. Yes, point. they did. All right, so if we can avoid any more eruptions from Ryan's esophagus, I think we're ready to start the show. That was quite the belch that you all missed just now. Uh, I'm very, very sorry that I had not hit the record button yet. But anyway, welcome to the Legendarium. I'm Craig Hanks, and today, I think it's episode 122. Today we're discussing Edge Dancer. And for the rest of these guys, well, he's slimier than a booger and about as appetizing. It's Ryan Bruckman. Ooh. And when you feel like you've got nothing left to live for, just think that maybe, someday, you'll get to punch him right in the face. It's Todd Wenty. Oh, I thought that was going to be a for Ken on a punching <laughs> line. All right, no kidding. Well, actually, he plays ball like a girl. It's Ken Johnson. Dude. Insecure. Uh, insensitive much. Yeah, I know. Uh, all right. Hate, hate crime something. So uh, today, Edge Dancer, we'll get to that in just a moment. I feel like we wasted all of our good energy before we actually fired oh up the microphones. It's a good thing we're talking about Edge Dancer because that was all awesome. Uh, well, anyway. So we'll get to the story in just a moment. A little bit of housekeeping. Um, for those of you who listened to the previous episode, it was the second, um, uh, what's that third book in Wheel of Time called? Dragon Reborn episode and we started our word of the day giveaway there will be three words of the day today will not contain one of those those words that's a a wheel of time thing and so the next one will come during the next episode so listen for that there but remember that you can get double entries for all of our giveaways if you are a three dollar donor at patreon.com slash legendarium so if you do want to enter that giveaway and uh you want double the entries without having to do any of the word of the day nonsense? Well, if you become a $3 donor, you can do that. Patreon.com slash Legendarium. We appreciate everybody who has supported the podcast thus far and uh, those who will going forward. Anyway, you look like you're about to say something, Ryan. I was just going to say, if you want to be an instant winner, then you just need to help Craig find a Nintendo Switch. Oh, that's true, actually. I tried to oh, yeah. I tried to order my Switch this week, and <laughs> no dice. It is sold out. And no Switch. It was sold out before the Super Bowl ad aired. Yeah, I know. And I, I didn't realize that. I haven't been following it that closely. And so I was like, oh, yeah, I guess I better go pre-order that before March 3rd. Well, I should have pre-ordered that before Sucker. January December 3rd. December 3rd, yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway, I'll get it one day and then we'll review Zelda and it'll be awesome. But, uh, anyway, any other housekeeping, anything I'm missing? I think we're good. Uh, yeah. Let's get back to Roshar. Let's go to Roshar. Okay. So I'll do my little intro and then we'll get going. Edge Dancer continues the story of Lyft, a character who appeared in her own novelette within Words of Radiance. Yes. Stormlight novels are so big that they actually leak other novels. The 10-year-old surge binder with an attitude is on the trail of Darkness, the dangerous, emotionless man who nearly killed her in the previous novelette. She comes to find out in the course of Edge Dancer that Darkness is actually one of the 10 Heralds of Myth. I'm not entirely sure what this means because, again, Stormlight books are huge and that explanation was a long time ago. Anyway, this Herald guy is hunting down and killing surge binders because he believes that if they reform the Order of the Knights Radiant they will inadvertently bring about the return of the desolation. And if you didn't understand that sentence, then I've got about a dozen books for you to go to read to catch up. 
anyway, Lyft finds and saves the Target of Darkness, which is the name of my new metal band, but which is actually <laughs> also an old lady who heals injured orphans. She then sort of kind of befriends Darkness after completely shattering his entire worldview and reason for being. Oh, and somewhere in there she met a guy made out of Roshar bugs. That was weird. And her spren, instead of turning into a shard blade, turned into a shard fork. That was also weird. And it was also pretty much the end of the book. So, let's talk about Edge Dancer. What do you say? That's about it. That's about it. <laughs> no, I coming. mean, I, uh, okay, fine. I skipped over all the important stuff. <laughs> but, no, I, uh, I think you hit a lot of the important stuff. The, <laughs> the important thing being this this short story was fun, and I think it was designed to be fun. It definitely was fun. That is a good word for it. Todd, what did you think? I, the, the thing that kept coming back to me, and maybe it's because of, of, of a couple of projects that I'm working on right now, is that Sanderson does a wonderful job in this novel of using an omniscient third party to tell much of the story, but then do it through Lyft's voice. There are things that are there are things that are identified that she can't possibly know, and then he throws in her little quips about what it would be and what it wouldn't be, and all those different kinds of things. I was I Wait, really what? enjoyed okay. that. Can you do you have any examples off the top of your head? I'm um, not sure what you're what you mean. Yes, let me see if I can find one. Um, I've got my notes sorted differently. Um, this is on uh, this is in section. Let's see, chapter. Eight. Here we go. Right there. Nobody, no, nobody on the street noticed. They'd cuff an urchin for scratching their butt in a suspicious manner, but couldn't be bothered with a miracle. Lift side, smiling. The tree would cover her. Uh, would cover her as she broke through the window. If she moved, if she moved carefully, she let her awesomeness continue to trickle out, comforting the tree, making it even more lazily. Life spread popped up, giving glowing little green motes that bobbed around her. As he continues this kind of a process of saying, "I'm watching this from the outside." And then I'm also commenting it, uh, commenting about it from inside her head. Um, there are there are things she can't know whether or not they what they would do or what they wouldn't do, how they would pass by. She's making an assumption about that, but it's being stated as though it's absolute fact. Watching it from the outside, I liked it. Okay, it was right. a, it was it's it's a it's a uh, compromise between telling everything from a first person perspective, where you have to be limited by what you can and can't say, and you have to make sure that you're just telling what's being observed. And, and doing an it from omniscient. that omniscient side, which is how most most uh, works are written. Uh, I'd have to go back and read it again to know if I agree with that. As far as it uh, kind of towing the line between omniscient and limited, I think that's what you're saying, right? Yep. Um, I'm not sure. I never felt like he strayed into omniscience. Blended. I, I yeah. felt like it was blended. All right. Ryan, what did uh, you think of Edge Dancer? This is probably your 18th time through this one. Yeah, right? Not quite 18th, no. no. Um, I, I really like Edge Dancer. I've liked Lyft since the first time I read her uh, interlude. Her interlude. Um, but this is one of the few stories, or one of the few stories here where I actually say that I think you might... If you're big into the Cosmere and everything else, you might get more out of the postscript than the story itself. Ding, ding, ding. Yes. 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 I was just going to, yes. I have a note of that and there as well. Um, so what makes you say that? Simply because it's the fir- it's a chance for us for to see Brandon's mind going forward as to what's coming down the road. Um, when he talks about how Lyft is going to be a main one of the main characters in Stormlight, um, but by the time she becomes a main character in the Stormlight Archive, she's already well progressed into her mm-hmm. existence yeah. as a Night Radiant in terms of swearing the oaths. And also dealing with, um, as in the story he's called Darkness, but he's the Herald Nail or... Nin? Nin. 
Nin, Nail. He has like four names. Four, yeah. Um, but the fact is that we it is confirmed then that he is a herald, a herald, which it was pretty well accepted, but not really confirmed. It was which, confirmed by the way, the- okay. So, Roshar history lesson, help me out here. Like I said in the intro, I didn't really. I remember that there are people called heralds. Mm-hmm. I think there were ten of them. Yes. I don't know why we care or what their purpose was. Chapter one, Way of Kings. Yeah, was it was it pro, prologue? The prologue. prologue. The prologue. Were they the ones that kept getting reborn and yes. like okay, so there was like a uh, the one that's like they stuck were... in the fires of hell and being tormented all the time in uh, in words of radiance, right? Yes. And so that was a herald. He shows yes. up at the end of uh, Way of Kings, which spoiler alert, I guess. But if you're reading, if this, you're reading you this, this, yeah. Um, yeah, that's we we've had a couple heralds. Appear. What was his name? I can't remember um, now. I can't remember it off the top of my head. Um, but anyway, he. he I, was, I think it was uh, Jonathan. <laughs> it was like Thor no. or something like that. No, um, but crazy bearded guy. Yeah, but yeah. the the story with the heralds was that they would be reborn before the desolations to help mankind survive the desolations. Oh, okay. Well, we can tell that for for a while here, based on this, the herald Nin or Nail or whatever. Um, has been spending time trying to prevent the Knight's Radiance from returning in an attempt to see if that would help um, prevent a desolation. Would it, would it like, yeah. short-circuit the cycle then? Yeah, okay. something like that. And which, oh, go ahead. Which is why when... Um, I, I really appreciate that the final sequence between Lyft and he, although it is action-packed, isn't about who is the better fighter. It's about reasoning with him saying, look, you, you're wrong. Yeah. And the fact no, you is... Blew is it. When he finally comes to grips with it and he sees the the Everstorm come and he sees and he realizes that, you know what? You're right. All I'm doing is preventing making us Making it worse. I'm making, yep. you know, we'll have a smaller army because of the work that I'm doing here. Um, which I think that when people read the next one where they get to Oathbringer, if he has any role in Oathbringer or the following subsequent novels... Um, if you haven't read this, you're going to be a little confused as to why he had such a change of heart. Uh, yeah. yeah. So that's, exactly. yeah, and, and he mentions that in the uh, postscript. In the post-script. They, mm-hmm. I, yeah, he has a change of heart, but it was going to, going to happen off screen, and so I wanted to write this. And I got to say, that's about the only real complaint that I have about this story. And I guess I'll just do this now, because I freaking loved it. Let me just I'll throw <laughs> that out there. Yes, I loved it. It's so much fun, and Lyft is great, and everything, blah, blah, blah. And this is this is less <laughs> talking blah 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 blah. This is less uh, a real complaint. Like authors should never do this, and it's more just a personal preference type thing. But this book cannot stand alone, uh, and, and or novel novella, I guess we'd call it. So unlike the yes. Emperor's Soul or Shadows for Silence, you can't just read this and enjoy it. You have to have read Words of Radiance, and also. I'm afraid that, to your point, Ryan, this will be necessary reading to understand Oathbringer. And I I don't like that very much. I like it when things can stand on their own. Does I, that make sense? Yeah, I, I might argue just minorly against, even though I just made the exact same point about that. <laughs> <laughs> like, go, go ahead, contradict yourself. This is um, fun. In the sense that I don't think that it's required reading for you to be able to understand the majority of Oathbringer. That's one plot point that I think would make you go, what? Why? Like, 
Yeah. When he's he's all of a sudden now recruiting or whatever and not killing Radiance, it'd be like, well, what's going on there? But as for the rest of the story, this has very little effect on the rest of the story as far as whether or not you'd be able to read Oathbringer and understand. It's It would literally just be, why is this guy feeling different now? I, I hope yeah. so. And I mean, hopefully he'll throw a line or two into the book. Mm-hmm. Somebody's like, why are you doing this? And he's like, well, I had this experience and I, I was the confronted with, with my child. first ever yeah. storm. And, and, blah, and blah, I have blah. a feeling and so, that... I have a feeling that that since he's still, you know, finished putting the finishing touches on Oathbringer and he, he wrote this, he's he's probably crafted some way to make that make yeah. sense without having to read so, Edge Dancer. Yeah, I hope I'm wrong that you have to read this to understand Oathbringer. I, I, I hope that's not the case. But the point about Words of Radiance still stands. You can't mm-hmm. just read Edge Dancer and know what's going on. Yeah. You can't yes, do it. That is, and so it, that's that's in my view a shortcoming just because a character like this is a lot of fun um, and it, it would be nice to kind of like with Emperor's Soul give this to somebody and say, oh, you might like Sanderson. This is a, a quick little read. It's a ton of fun. Yeah. Uh, you'll get a kick out of the magic system and the characters and whatever. Give this a shot. You can't do that unless somebody has read 700,000 words of mm. Stormlight already, right. right? So anyway, that's it's a minor thing. I'm, I don't know. I might have to go back and read it again because I, 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 I agree with it by my natural instinct, but I'm wondering if maybe that's just us I wonder if having that behind us. Yeah, I wonder if well, because we... Well, there's just we, not a lot of explanation of what surge binders are and the re- relationship of her and her spren, yeah. uh, how yeah. all of those things work. There's it, He just glosses over that, and that's fine because I've read Words of Radiance. Yeah. Yep. So, I, I, yeah. I agree. But I wonder if I, I wonder if because we've got that perspective, it, cha- it, it does change our perception of whether or not it's approachable. Well, it also it, it allows us to focus on a couple other things that for us would be an addition to current knowledge that for others might be, it would be just, okay, this is why. Um, we actually get a little more information about Lyft's past in regards to yeah, her interaction yes. with the old mm-hmm. magic. and Oh, yeah, but really just tantalizing hints. Yeah, oh, just, that was so frustrating. Just enough to realize that, okay, she looks 10, she looks young, but she doesn't age. Yeah. Well, or does she? Because she says... Yeah, it's undeniable. I am taller than I was when mm-hmm. I when I, wonder, I went and found the old magic, and so uh, it, it kind of just seems like she visited the Night Watcher. But it, it seems like the wish she thought she was granted wasn't the wish that she was granted. I, it was a little trickery going on. Yeah, I f- yeah. I, f- I found myself wondering if if um, as because we because we know when the. When the uh, when the Night Watcher grants you a boon, she also grants you a curse. They they, they go hand in hand. Right. I wonder if her she said she didn't want to change. I wonder if that if the trick was can't stop you from aging, but I can't stop you from becoming mature. I can't stop you from. Uh, you're going to continue to see the world from a ten year old perspective. Um, she her her perspectives are innocent. Her uh, cognitive growth has been relatively stunted. Um, she's still approaching things from the standpoint of uh, of the more simplistic view that a child would. And so I wonder if that maybe well, is something that's going to be explored. I, w- I don't think so on a couple levels. Um, one, because she she is showing some emotion or emotional and mental development in things. She just she's fighting against it the whole time. She hates the idea yes. of it. She's fighting against it. That growth. The other thing is, um, I believe that her curse has to deal with her surge binding because Wendell says to her in back in Words of Radiance, "You shouldn't be able to touch me." Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. And it my says ass- it in here as well. My assumption is that 
she it doesn't say something in words of radiance about how she's partially kind of stuck in the cognitive realm and that's why she's able to touch spren Mm -hmm. and so that would be part of her curse i could uh, see in some way yeah i could see something like her her cognitive self being locked like they she's done something where she's like a stasis lock inside of um this time frame in the cognitive realm, but her physical body's growing or whatever, yes, right. you know, kind of getting along yes. those lines, which allows her to have her interaction with Wendell the way she does. Um, also, I want to know if we are dealing with other surge binders, if others um, who are bonded to a cultivation spren deal with uh, Stormlight the same way, or if that could be something that's unique about her because oh, everyone else just metabolizing yeah. Stormlight. Everybody else yeah. just takes it and she has to eat it. Yeah, she has to eat and get her awesomeness it, via food ingestion, which I... I loved and hated the 10 pancake <laughs> little thing that was running through the entire thing. I loved it because it was like so this fun little thing. Is she going to get all 10 pancakes? And then she didn't at the end. And I was like, oh. Uh, well, I liked it. I liked it. She I kind liked of it. did. So. I liked when she said, you all lied to me? <laughs> <laughs> so can I'm going to call darkness back. <laughs> can she suck in stormlight from spheres or... Is this the Not, only way for her to get it? There's nothing that we have seen yeah, or, we haven't or seen have that indicates she can get it any other way. Especially because with other with with other surge minders, um, with Kaladin, with uh, with Shallan, they they did it inadvertently at different times when they were under stress, and she's had time where she completely shuts it off and yeah. makes sure that it doesn't come in. It's the the scene where Zeth rolls a sphere at her and it and it right. illuminates her, but she doesn't draw the stormlight in. It's it's interesting though because uh, on the other the other side of it the darkness when he's chasing her in words of radiance and he first catches her uh, they go through the effort of making sure there's no stormlight around her like mm-hmm. right. generally when you're chasing a surge binder that would be a precaution to prevent them from being able to do whatever it is that whatever it is that they do but this is uh, part of the reason why I think that it's unique to her and maybe part of this is because. I would expect that the Herald, one of the Heralds who's been around a Night's Radiant for a long time, would know that a Night Radiant of this order, that an Edge Dancer, an edge dancer would be metabolizing their, yeah. their Stormlight this way. So the fact that he doesn't makes me think this is unique and it's an alteration and an aberration to her as, yeah. a, as a Night Radiant versus everyone else. So maybe that's the curse that she has. She can't absorb Stormlight in the regular way. Maybe. And that she has to absorb it. She can only get it through the metabolization Possibly. of food. So many questions. <laughs> anyway, there's a lot of stuff like that. Uh, what other bullet points do you guys have that you want to bring up? I liked the way that he used humor in this one. This was a... This was was it, a, it wasn't a little too obvious and forward for you? No, I loved okay. it. At All the right. beginning it was for me, but then I... I don't Once know, you settled of, in? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. It, it, goes back to, it goes back to the way that, at least for me watching it, it's the... It's the same kind of humor that that Wayne would always was was always using. It was right. very forward, but it's it's um, innocent. It's not it's not malicious. It's not sarcastic. It's it's very straightforward. This is just how you see the world when you're ten years old or when you're when you're little. Uh, I don't think Wayne's ever progressed beyond some of that kind of stuff himself. Right. Um, and and Brandon uses this nicely, but in this one, it's much more consistent in a lot of his other in a lot of the other works that we've read there are moments of humor interspersed in this one it's the entire thing he he plays with it throughout the entire throughout the entire work because that's the relationship that lift has with wendell uh it's it's this it's this cheeky um 
everything, everything is a joke. I don't really understand everything. And so I make fun of it whenever I possibly can. And Wendell's there trying to make it, you know, being the straight man. Right. It's a, I liked it because for, at least for me, it was elegantly handled without as a, as a character development piece without being distracting to the rest of the story. I liked it. I liked the humor in this one, uh, partly because, because of what you're talking about and because this wasn't a longer work than it was. Yes. If it had gone on much longer, I think I would have <laughs> gotten sick of it. I, I'm kind of reminded a little bit of, uh, of uh, Deadpool. So when I saw Deadpool, you know, Ryan Reynolds is freaking hilarious and the character is really funny. But by the end of the movie, I was like, all right, it's wearing a little thin. The shtick is wearing thin. <laughs> and so I, I am a little nervous. Like if she were to get her own novel in the future, a huge 400,000 word Stormlight novel, right. that it could wear thin. But, you know, on the other hand, it'll be interspersed with other characters and other points of view. And also I would hope that there would be some development as far as her character and, and her personality. And so maybe it wouldn't be quite so hard edged uh, all the time. Although I, I I have to say my favorite my favorite thing as I read through it was to see how many different ways he could make the grand uh, indecision, the grand in, the grand indifference, the grand in uh, oh right he, the, uh, the 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 the, the archive great, hall, <laughs> the great clitoris in the center of the uh, <laughs> of the plane. It, the, how many different ways could she make fun of that of that name and, right. and still have it be cute and humorous to me? <laughs> I, I didn't get to the end of that one. I still enjoyed it. I uh, when I I cracked open Arcanum Unbounded and I got to the illustration right up front and I'm like, what <laughs> is? Why like, is there a female genitalia in the middle of this well, and, field? And, and I think doesn't she? <laughs> say you never wondered what Craig sees in Rorschach tests. Now you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Well, <laughs> it's it's a, even better because it's female genitalia in the middle of a maze and you have to make your way through a maze to get to it. <laughs> uh, anyway, so, so <laughs> exactly. Uh, I forgot what I was even going to do. Ryan, what do you got for us? What else do you want to talk about? Um, we've been given an entirely <laughs> new playing piece in this story. Uh, that Oh, the fork. N- no. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, we, the bar? We do need to come back to that uh, a little bit, but no. <laughs> uh, you described it as this creepy bug creature. Oh, yes. right. I did not have Arclo? any clue who Arclo. this guy was. Arclo. Um it's a we you have no idea because we haven't been given anything before about this group but apparently this group is going to be a thing a thing right um especially considering if you really watch the reaction that his body pieces have to windle oh yeah they wanted they wouldn't they wouldn't close in on him they stayed away from him well they they would surround him and snap at him yeah but like it's uh. it's this sensation that this is not a friend, but it's not an enemy yet either. In a different sense of like, Hoy is one of those Hoy, characters yeah. that would let you, you know, I'll let this world burn if I have to to reach my end. This isn't one of those guys. This is one of those, um, and I have no idea why this com- connection Oh, I'm to excited. Me, but the Ferengi. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Wait, what? The Star Trek. It's a Star uh, Trek. Thing. Yeah, okay. literally, that's, I have no idea why in the world that came to my head oh, at, so at, at that moment, but Todd's happy. But... These people, th- who Arklo, this character is not. I don't feel like he's a good guy or even a neutral, a neutral character at all. Like, do you think maybe like he's an agent of Odium or something like that? 
or, or or his own or a third faction right yeah um something uh i mean just like we have the ghost bloods and things like that this this group and i don't remember what he calls his people um he's uh, he tells her to go um if you ever the sleepless ones the sleepless yeah and the next time you encounter a sleepless tell them that you've met and spoke with arclo i'm sure they'll feel sympathy for you or pity for you something, something like that yeah. that and he mentions axes who is that his name yeah, no, I think it's just another who, sleepless one, right? Well, isn't he was in an interlude, uh, wasn't he? Wasn't he the guy that was categorizing all the sprint? No, nah, I don't think so. I think that's um, I know who you're dealing Yes, I know Classified. who you're talking about. Is that the same guy? Uh, I know who you're talking but I don't remember. Huh? If, I don't know if that's the same guy. Oh, right? man, we're going to get some Reddit comments on this oh, yeah, one. Definitely. Oh, boy. Yes, you I can't believe you guys <laughs> didn't know that. I, yeah. didn't which, you, by the way, which I welcome. Go ahead and yell at us because I want to know the answer. So. Why didn't we do more research before we came into this one? Oh, oh dear. Well, that's, yeah. <laughs> How long have you been on this podcast? <laughs> right, uh, right. <laughs> don't you understand? <laughs> research that's not how this works (laughs) so yeah as far as that guy the podcast works i don't really know what to make of him uh like you say he may be kind of a bad guy but i guess there's just i i kind of glossed over him in the intro because i didn't feel like there was a ton there he was an interesting guy for her to talk to but other than that it's kind of a wait and see type thing yeah yeah there's not enough information to draw any conclusions yet in my in my mind you're right there 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 is nothing to draw conclusions yet but it is one of those things that if you've learned anything from brandon sanderson's which i have not that (laughs) that there are certain signs of of things like this that you you can't ignore he doesn't he doesn't name characters who are inconsequential usually uh, yeah yeah. i mean yeah he does yeah he does the uh, the the fat scribe. She's never going to show up in anything else again. Uh, she's not. Or, she's not going to show up. There's going to be all sorts of little things like that. But she's consequential. Uh, okay. We have the, because they because they figure into the way that these characters work. Um, whenever because there are other characters, the the guard was never named. The captain of the guard was never named. Mm. Um, at least that I not that I remember. I could be wrong on that. Um, but as we as we look at the as we look at the different people, if they're going to play a, if they're going to play a side role, um, and they're and they're not important to the characters or the characters' development, then they don't get names. They get they get titles. They get distinctions. Um, when they interact with the main characters and they interact on a deep level, then we then I think we we get an indication that we're going to see him again. Hoyd does this through these through a lot of these different pieces. Um, the time that Arklo spends talking about philosophy. And about uh, and and saying I'm building a philosophy. I'm trying to figure this out. I'm trying to understand what to do with this world and the and the knights radiant and where they fit as the cornerstones of my philosophy. Um, as he's as he's talking with her about these things, that that made me say to myself, okay, we're. In fact, when he was having that original conversation, and I'm saying to myself, hmm, yep, okay, he's there's there's two characters we got to watch out for here. They're going to be the the two characters that are going to figure in the end. One of them is going to be the Knights Radiant. One of them is going to be a, a a red herring. In this case, I don't think a red herring so much as an, as a clue into some earlier st- or some later stuff that we're going to f- explore. Very nice. Okay. Uh, Ken, do you have anything you want to go uh, I was just, into? As he, as Todd was talking about all of the parts and everything, it, it made me realize his initial conversation with with Lyft was, "What part of the society are? What what part what are part you? Part of the you, body are you? Yeah, what part of the body are you? You the feet or you? The, I'm the nose, you know. And all of a sudden, it, it makes sense because his body's all these bugs that come back together. What part of the body oh, are you? That's bug? super creepy. Yeah, like yeah. all of a sudden, yeah. it's like, oh, look at that foreshadow. It's kind of like 
the the Twilight Zone version of uh, like the New Testament passage that's all about like being part yes. of the body of Christ or yes. something like that. Yeah, yeah. As all are of the body of Christ, but all are not the hand. Yeah. So that was that was interesting. All are made just... of Kremlings. <laughs> Thus saith the Lord. We're all Kremlings. <laughs> Get used to it, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, and if you're the eye, you can be replaced for a dark eyes or a light eyes. Do you, did you guys uh, that that was actually one bit maybe because it reminded me of New Testament stuff or maybe just because it's an interesting bit of uh, self questioning that you mm-hmm. can do but did that make you guys stop the way it did me mm-hmm. and, and think like oh yeah what body part would I be what function do I fill in my my fist shut up right <laughs> in my family <laughs> my community did we my, all just go there at the same sure moment in time we did. <laughs> You know, it's pretty sure matter. something about a clitoris. I, as majestic yeah. as Damnation's own gonads. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just, I just liked that bit quite, a, quite a lot. Uh, and I like thinking about that sort of thing. Where you know, what function do I fill? And I, I don't know. Yeah, I wrote down that too. I, I, enough people call me an a hole that that uh, might just be my body part designation. Uh, so sure. I wrote down. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> so I wrote down. Uh, I wrote down. Uh, You're right. We F- are going to get a lot of comments on. Red <laughs> yeah, we are. Yeah, we are. <laughs> this, this one's going to be rife. Um, I, I wrote down to myself uh, the, the, as part of the conversation. They said something about uh, everyone plays a part, but not everybody knows what their part is. Um, I f- uh, the for me, there's a uh, one of the things that I've been doing with with uh, the team that I work with and and some other kinds of things is is working with them on being self aware, being aware of what your biases are, your challenges are, and what role you fill. Um, and so as I was thinking about that while I'm reading this, that that was one of the things that jumped out to me. That he says, yeah, you know, everybody plays a part, but not everybody knows what their part is. So what's your part? And she's like, I don't know. He says, neither do I. Where did you come from? What? How did that city know to spread, how to how to generate you? And how do you come from there to here? What part do you fill here that you didn't fill there? His questions to her, um, I think, are are going to be. Uh, I, I think when Brandon explores those more about why he wants to know those questions and what that means about a knight's radiant and what their role is in society, I'm I'm excited to see how he's going to handle that. I like the concept of them of a night radiant being kind of drawn to something mm-hmm. because yeah. right now if we step back into the core stormlight story we realize that the our characters are being pulled to specific places and and pulled to each other well they're they're pulled to each other kind of to get the formation started to get Dalinar back to uh, founding the order to get Back to the concept of, hey, we're, we're going to have Knights Radiant, and here's how you know how to spot them. Um, but at the end of the story, Kaladin's taken off. Like, mm. yep. Kaladin's heading off to heading home to go warn people about the Everstorm, headed back home. And that's one of those things, like, it, is there something that need draws them to, like, that draws a Knight Radiant there? Because some of, I think, I was really fascinated by a lot of lifts, um internal dialogue discussions or discussions with Wendell because she doesn't really have intern much inner dialogue that, that doesn't uh, involve Wendell in some way um, where she's talking about her n- leaving the palace why she left the palace yeah. they was gonna eat me I mean she's there's that's my favorite I love that discussion yeah mm-hmm. 
it's I, I there's there, this is why I'm saying like there's depth to this character beyond just the ten year old mindset. Um, her realization of you know I'm I'm going somewhere I'm going somewhere else because as soon as people start expecting things from me I lose. I lose control of who I am because yeah. I have to become what All they right. want me to be. I gotta ask: Did you guys uh, catch the parallel with? By the way, Axes is the collector that yeah. was measuring Spren. Did you catch that parallel? Of uh, do you remember when he's measuring Flame Spren with? Was it, was as soon as wife? they're as soon as, as they're soon measured, as they're measured, they, they can't hold. move. That's yeah. That's not Axes. Oh, is that somebody else? Okay, that's somebody so, else. Axies, Axies is the one who is watching the spren that comes up out of the water. At the oh, same that's time right. Every day, okay, and he gets put away and so different drunken spren. Different guy, yeah. but but the point was that you know the flame spren can't uh, when when they're measured when somebody's observing them or measuring them then they can't move and it's I I talked about this in that episode when we brought that up but there's that idea people talk about wanting to have a fresh start and you can get that when you move to a new town or get a new job or whatever the case may be but they talk about a fresh start and it's like as soon as people get the measure of you then you have filled a role and 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 you can't move so easily anymore yeah you're locked Mm -hmm. in and so you need another fresh start and so she talks about that and i reminded me of the other thing and i just loved that bit and i yeah um, yeah, I, I don't know what to make of that in my own life because I'm, I, I have some pretty severe wanderlust. I would be moving all the time if I could. And I wonder if that has something to do with it. Hmm. Uh, but I, I haven't thought about it much. Eh, anyway. Yeah. Uh, sorry. I kind of hijacked you there, of, Ryan. No, was, that's, that's fine. Cause that's the discussion I was looking to have with that one though. What well, did we think of Zeth glowing? Uh, and leaving the after image. Isn't that the just a stormlight? Just... No, that's the thing is this is not normal. Oh, uh, okay. They don't leave like, um, I, I love Zeth with Nightblood. I think that's, like, I, that's the oh ship that everyone should be happy I, about right there. Those I, two I were love that. When, when he said, when he said, uh, when she the, said, why didn't you kill me? The sword, sword likes, likes you. you. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> Yeah, when he, when he when he draws night blood and then puts it back, he's like, "Oh, what, he had Nightblood a different name him. for it though." What was his name for night blood? Uh, yeah, he gave it a different name. So, give I me your remember. book, Ken. I'll I'll look it up. You guys keep talking about whatever. I'll look up the name, the new name of night blood. I, yeah. I let's go back to Zeth. I I liked I I like seeing Zeth again, and I like seeing this completely confused, conflicted, broken Zeth, who's like, now I just got to find my place in the world, you know, singing Michael W. Smith songs in his head, and uh, (laughs) he's, I mean, he has, correct me if I'm wrong, did I read, he hasn't taken the Oaths of the Skybreaker yet, but... And his uh, the, darkness's two minions are like you got to say the words. You're never going to be a skybreaker. Yeah, you're never going to be a skybreaker. Yeah, sky I like that. You know and and stuff. And, and I wonder if he's thinking, I'm not sure I want to be a skybreaker. Yeah, but he's also it's clear he's he's come around. He's not the, the senseless killing machine anymore. He's and now he's trying to find purpose. He, he doesn't know what it is, and he's just kind of out there going. Well, you know, the herald of the of justice found me, and I'm all about justice. But am I? Am I a part mm-hmm. of these people or am I apart from these people? Mm-hmm. You know? it's, it's also interesting in the very short amount of time we get with Zeth is to realize that, that he's running now without Oathstone. Yes. And without mm-hmm. the, the, that same lock because he's realized that 
they you know we've at the end of words of radiance he realizes that they were wrong and that he's been doing all this and it's all of his own it's all on him instead of being something he can blame on on the holder of his oath stone well yeah. and he and he mentions it in here he doesn't need it and so and now he's on his he's his own man yeah just well and the, the idea that that uh that the oath that the oath stone could have been corrupted anyway because whatever whatever the person held it that's what he had to do my my favorite Zeth moment that just kind of goes by in passing is when he calls Nin Nin Sun God. <laughs> 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 like that just sounded so right. Uh, so do you guys want to hear the other name? Yes. yes. He he calls. I don't know if it's a name or a title or whatever, but uh, he calls Nightblood Sword Nimi, N I M I, Sword Nimi. <laughs> so I don't know what that means, like sword friend or. Sword, sword weirdo. It, it sounds like a shin yeah. term. Yeah. Anyway. I don't know. Uh, so I'm not crazy. He did call it something else, but yes. like, maybe mm. we'll find out more about that. I, I I still don't understand Nightblood, even after reading Warbreaker and reading, um, yeah, Warbreaker twice and Words of Radiance once. I don't understand the sword. I don't get I don't, I don't what it does, what its purpose is, what it, like... Uh, how it fits into all this. I I, I'm interested to... I don't think we're supposed to yet. Uh, There's not. The, I don't know. Well, I, I don't know how much you guys know about Nightblood, like what where your current understanding is. Well, he, I mean, we've read the books. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, oh, is that not enough? Oh. <laughs> Sorry, we haven't <laughs> Darn d- it. <laughs> dove into the 17th shard and stuff. You know? Well, that's the thing is, is um, Nightblood is based off of a shard blade, the concept of a shard blade. They were yes. trying to recreate shard blades by infusing uh, breath, right? breath, breath or investiture um, into an object. Well, in order to find enough investiture to imbue life into something, breath is not going to work. So you have to travel to someplace where, like Roshar, where you can get stormlight, something like that most likely. is. Um, I'm, this is all... I, I, is this your conjecture or well, somebody else's conjecture? This is this is a conjecture based on pretty pretty decent speculation. Okay, um, all right. This uh, this was kind of my conjecture in here too, because when he draws when he draws Nightblood just a little bit, just like in in Warbreaker, when he draws Nightblood, all of a sudden the breath comes out. You know, he absorbs the breath, and here Zeth draws it, and all of a sudden uh, Lift you know feels weak. She's you know wobbly and all. It's, so he's clearly I'm going to call Nightblood he because why not. Is clearly he's he's absorbing stormlight or investiture, investiture which yeah. is Rosharan investiture. So yeah, so basically what's happened is in a, basically in an attempt to make a shard blade, they kind of created this robot spren that he's not a spren. He didn't exist previously in the cognitive realm. He didn't. It's not some formation there. It's a it's an object that has been imbued with enough to to gain sentience and been given a mission. And that mission, um, a la the great film Tron Legacy, you know, to build the perfect system, you know, to right. destroy evil, build the perfect system, whatever, uh, has has given him a very interesting and warped sense of perspective as to what is what. And that's one of the reasons why I actually love the moment that Seth says, no, the sword likes you, because, yeah. I mean, he, uh, if you remember back to, to Warbreaker, Nightblood would kill just about anybody. Um, and to have someone that he likes means you've got to be pretty pure of heart. Right, um, which makes me interested to see how he would react to some of the other uh, nights radiant. radiant. Yeah, yeah. I bet we get the chance. So I'm just saying. Now the other thing that was kind of interesting, and I don't know if it was just me not paying attention or whatever, but um, 
I swear that it described when he when he draws Nightblood a little bit that a pool, that a pool of, of darkness. Yeah. Isn't that's that's par for the course, right? That, that's what I from Warbreaker. Well, yes, yes, but isn't it? I, that that did not surprise me in the slightest when he he opened it up and then yeah, like a dark mist flowed out. The, it didn't mean, but either. he doesn't describe it as smoke. Because it's a dark smoke flow that flies out of it. It is literally a pool of darkness. Oh, uh, yeah. fine. Describing it two different ways. Right. I found thing. the description interesting. It, that it I was... don't think it's the same thing. That's the difference. There. Like, I'm wondering if there's a difference because he's on Roshar that he's reacting a different oh. way. Oh, that's interesting. Well, uh, okay, so breath versus stormlight. Like the opposite of breath would be this dark mist or smoke. And then the opposite of stormlight would be storm dark. No, I... I, yes. I honestly don't really have a, a good answer for this, but it stood out to me enough to make me say, that's not how this normally goes. I wonder if that's as a result of Zeth being the one that has the blade. Because with Zeth, and I, and I wondered, is the, is the fact that Zeth is glowing all the time because his body is being held together by Stormlight because it was so badly broken? Mm-hmm. And is that what's causing the, the, him to have an afterimage as he leaves? That she said, uh, he said in one place that it was like uh, the afterimage that leaves when you've looked at something bright for too long, and it made me wonder if it's because his body is now so infused with stormlight to hold him together physically that that's what's causing that. I, I I was hoping that you were going to say either yes, Todd, that was accurate, or no, Todd, you ignorant. Anyway, that. I got nothing other than the thing. That's got to be. <laughs> hey, hey, you guys. Never mind. <laughs> Never mind. That, I wonder if that glow of his, you know, his afterimage and all that, it has to have something to do with how he came back to life. I'm, or I'm or along, did not thinking, die. Thinking along those same lines yeah. of uh, due to the fact that he was brought back after, well, in the original, uh, he was yeah. stabbed by a shard blade. In the revised version, he was he, killed by the storm. Right. Yes, uh, and, and then it, yeah. and then uh, he had released the his his connection to the to, to the, the honor blade, blade. Yeah. and everything. So I'm I'm thinking this is an after effect of being brought back. Brought back. That's um, yeah. And I wonder if it's if it's something that Nail has done has orchestrated. Um, is it something that Nail can undo and put him back to a state of brokenness? Possibly. The other thing that it reminds me of is uh, we've seen something like this before in Mistborn with ATM. Yeah. And yes. Stuff like that. This it could be just a, an after effect of of, invest, of an investiture of some kind that it's you in order to bring him back. He's you see a little bit of his past, just like literally the second before in his past that hmm. it's going through. Interesting. And, I don't know. It, it just blew my mind. It, it could it could be one of those things like like Lyft in her ingesting. Stormlight through food that it's just going to be a a unique little quirk so speaking about lift did anybody else find that i mean maybe and maybe i just missed it because i was reading the story so quickly uh, um because it was, I, I i felt pulled by the story but when lift was struggling with her powers um when she's trying to chase down to where uh to where darknesses to apprentices have gone um, and it said that, you know, she would, she kept being out of control. Is that because, um, I, I found myself asking, well, is that because there's a lack of practice using them this way? So it's because she's using this as a pursuit instead of what she normally does, which is normally evade. Um, or is this something to do with the storm that's happening? Is there any indication that, that you guys caught that I did not as to why she was having so much trouble using her powers at that moment? I, I, 
attributed it to lack of practice. That's what I did and, too. Uh, that's the only indication that he gives, as far as I can remember. Well, at the beginning, in the first chapter, when she's running off, she—I mean, she trips over a rock, she slides on her face, she she can't stand up because her feet are too slippery. I mean, the indicators are there that she's not well skilled in her powers yet. But it also kind of it, that flies in the face of the action scenes that she sometimes gets with the cart at the beginning or in the uh, novelette in in uh, words of radiance where she is you know she's flipping and flying around and sliding all over the place really adroitly uh, she seems to really know what she's doing when she needs to and then it's like there it's- are moments where Brandon says, oh, I don't want her to get there that fast, and so she's going to trip up. And, I, and it, it, it seemed a little um, uh, incongruous. There are differences in her focus, though, too. That, Maybe. Yes, I was going to say, I have, a, I have a Kaladin, a, a Kaladin, a Kaladin excuse me, referenced uh, example. I mean, it, a lot of the times when he was doing his kids don't listen badassery in using his We've stormlight said clitoris twice now three times in this and you're calling out the kids now yeah yeah you know oh right <laughs> oh yeah right that was you um but it, it's, it's a good thing this isn't radio it's a matter of a it's a matter of an you can say clitoris on the radio can you really sure you uh, depends on that it depends on what station and what time <laughs> uh but my my point being, it has to do with with uh, heat of the moment. It has to do with uh, instinct versus uh, what you're consciously trying to do. And when she's running, when she's trying to catch up with the skybreakers, when she's trying to get to the next city, she's she's trying to do those things. Whereas in the fight, just like with Kaladin when he was first getting storm infused, when you just happen to do things, instinct kicks in yeah. and the stormlight kicks in and. You know, and that's why I guess I wondered when, because it seems like in all the times that she uses the power, she uses her power easily and and expertly. Yeah, it's when she's in an evasion point, and that was the thing that made me wonder: is it different when you're evading, or is it just different when you're in autopilot? Could be her nature. Her nature is to evade. I I do agree with Chris. Uh, with Chris, wow, a lot of people good do. Old, good old Chris Hanks over there. Yeah. I I agree with him in in the sense that it, it felt like a convenient plot tool. That, oh, now conveniently she's the, clumsy. The other side of that is that their skill and their ability to wield Stormlight and things like that is very much based on how much, at least in Kaladin's case, it was based on how, how much well they how have. he was, well, how much do they have and how well he, they're living to their oaths. Yes. Mm-hmm. And at any given time, we don't know Ooh, what her nice oaths, her oaths are. So that's that's how I would write it off. All right. Yeah, and that's the thing is like I I always I always want to find a way out, but then I have to remind myself that Brandon Sanderson is in fact a human and yeah. isn't going to write things totally perfectly all the time. So so you know sometimes it's like yeah all right. Well, she says yeah, her two the, her two uh, edge dancer individual oaths in there, and I can't. Oh, I was okay. too lazy to write them down. I'm sorry. Did I miss the second one? Because I thought you, you had to say a second phrase to get your, your spren to turn into a shard blade or a shard fork or whatever. Um, <laughs> and did I just miss it somewhere? I did she say you... it? Because I remember her saying something like, well, I've said it in my heart. And uh, and yeah. then it never actually comes out. I, so I, I don't remember hearing what the second phrase is. I, I don't think you miss it because I don't think it was said. Okay. I, no, I Good. Think it was so I'm not head. crazy. Yeah. But... There is a very large amount of fuss made over the concept of listening, because her first right. remember her first one she says back in Words of Radiance, uh, is, I will remember, I remember those, those who, who have been forgotten. And 
then when she's going to darkness, she says something um, uh, about it. She ref- constantly comes back to the concept of listening. And I th- I'm pretty sure that it has to be somewhere along those. Um, I will listen to those who have been ignored. That's that's the second one. Or yeah. that's te- it's the third, actually. Well, yeah, the first one's the same for all of them. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Life before death, strength before weakness, journey right. before destination. I will remember those who have been forgotten. I will listen to those who have been ignored. Yeah. That's the edge dancer. So far, the ideals that we know. Huh. So I'm looking toward the end when um, when uh, Nail has been has had his engagement with uh, with Lyft. And he says, uh, Jezrian Ishar, it's true, I failed. Now, they're treated as. Those are heralds, right? Uh, that's what I thought, right? Yes. Um, and then he says, um, "God, the God, all God, the Almighty." I, I, I've been aware now of all of the places where there's the, where there is reference to gods, but then reference to the unknown God or God, the Almighty, or whatever. I found it interesting that the that the herald isn't referring to any of the other gods that are wandering around. It's the that one God. I found yeah. that interesting. Anyway, it's just when we were talking about it. Um, uh, just to derail everything you're doing right now and to go back. <laughs> yes. You want to know where the, the second is said? Uh, yes, I do. It's in chapter 19. Okay. And um, she says it just before. I knew it was in chapter 19, says, but I thought it was in I will listen, lift, shouted to those who have been ignored. Oh. That, well, yes. So she does say it. She does okay. say it, but there's, she says um, to... She says, but I will listen to those who are ignored, she thought, even be people like darkness whom I'd rather never have heard, but maybe that will help. Um, that's one. And then uh, she shouts, in, in the past, he has italicized right. when they've said it. It's right. not in there. I will listen, lift shout out to those who have been ignored. What? Darkness demanded. I heard what you said, darkness. Yes. Those are, those are the moments where she says what okay, that so, but it has so it's, been it's just not called out. As, it's not like, and then lightning came down and infused her with all this amazing power and she became you know, this amazing right. thing. Like, she, just, she just said it. It wasn't f- when Kaladin says his second, that's exactly it's what happens. It's a big deal. A, yeah. Boom. Yeah. And this symbol appears underneath him and all of a sudden she <laughs> well, goes, shaped like yeah. a thy hand. And, and when Dalinar says his at the end, it is, yeah, I mean, those are, those are like official moments here it is this is the moment i am saying it now and she just kind of says it by the way when you said a cal- uh, a, a uh a symbol appears i was like in the shape of a stylized s on his chest <laughs> he is cal eldon <laughs> oh no <laughs> no i want to slap you right now I know. So hard. that's why that's why i sit a little further away anyway. i'm going to start uh, the move to, to call you the colon of the co- of our <laughs> podcast <laughs> <laughs> team team colon uh what does it say when the when the, the colon is the host? <laughs> <laughs> this is a sad little podcast oh, we like run. A, that sounds like every Wednesday after Taco Tuesday anyway. Hey. <laughs> yes. All right. Oh, this you podcast weirdos. blows. <laughs> so oh geez. Uh, to, let's, to everyone let's... who has been like very enthralled with our conversation that we've been oh doing good gosh. things whatever i'm so sorry we've we've taken a hard right turn and derailed so quickly. oh no this this is uh the this humanity, is one of the humanity <laughs> there there will be okay this this episode may go down in infamy as <laughs> because this is like 
there there are two groups if you ever so i follow our, our reddit comments really closely and we get a lot of facebook uh comments and people writing in and emails and stuff and we love every and one of you oh we really yes do. we do no i i am not going to separate this into good and bad but i will separate it into two very different groups we have the group that loves the uh the content and they're like oh i you know if i had one wish it would just be that you guys would be more organized and that you would get through more stuff in the books and talk about more of the characters and the settings and blah 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 and then the other group is i love the the dynamic of the four of you and how the stupid little jokes the banter the jokes and the tangents and blah 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 this will go down in infamy as as the crowd pleaser for group b (laughs) (laughs) and and group a is just it just well they shut off their radios a long time ago. yes they did yes they did it's a good thing we got to the content early yeah (laughs) yeah, whatever this episode (laughs) yeah (laughs) that wasn't actually in there thank you it didn't make it onto the i was gonna say yeah there there have been there have been Clitori in abundance oh in this gosh. episode, and that's in not fact, even including the pregame. If I remember, Lyft described <laughs> it as the tip of a guy's dangly. Well, bit. that's that's <laughs> <laughs> exactly that's right. Exactly. Now I'm going more. I'm going more on the illustration on that one. Uh, can we? Can we? But it fits. It would fit right in with the uh, with Tarvalin. Yeah, the Vagina Island School of Witchcraft, <laughs> and definitely not wizardry. Uh, <laughs> all right, so we've got a few more minutes. Uh, let's. A- anything else that you want to bring up can about we, the actual story? Can we talk about Wendell for a bit? Yeah, uh, yeah. I am yeah. so interested in him. I want to. I want an entire story about Wendell, the cognitive realm gardener. The, I, the boot gardener. Yes, the cognitive realm couch gardener. I <laughs> love that. The but. Not just a gardener, but he's like this curator for these whole. Yes. I was going to do this whole display oh, of couches right. and boots and things like that. And that's like, <laughs> this I way. never, it's just a very odd concept. And so go with your quote. Where was the, where was it? I totally scrolled away. Did you know we were considering bonding this nice cobbler man instead of you? It's like, is that the cobbler man that Crescent yes. Man yes. kills? Yes. And yes. Yeah. So I, I just thought that was interesting. The, the soldiers need shoes. <laughs> the other thing that tells us is that Sprint have been scouting people. Yeah. Uh, was it, uh, was it Wendell that said, or who was it that said, we've been watching them all, the liar, the surgeon, yes. um, the, and I, those I sat all there, the people that were in the interludes. I sat there. I'm like, okay, surgeons, the, who's the liar? Who's the, oh, Shalon is yeah, the yeah. liar. I figured it out. The assassin. The, we've yeah. been we've been scouting yeah. them all: the assassin, the the, the surgeon, surgeon. Yeah. the liar, and, and the, the high prince. and the high prince. So and there they all are. But we've got all in a row. But we've got ten. So where are the other five? Well, we've we got seen. We've got seven more books. Yeah, eight more books, including Outlook Bringer. Hmm. It I would have been it would have been nice if if Brandon had given us clues and said who the other five that they were watching were. Well, it just so anyway, Wendell, um, he he brings up so many interesting questions about the cognitive realm, about how the Sprint work, who we are. We've been scouting them. I mean, is it some sort of Sprint collective that okay, let's find these radiants? Is it some governing body that sends out like you know a Sprint like Wendell and Pattern and Sill and say okay, go find these people, find who you want yeah. to bond to, or this is who you will bond to? They're the whole. Uh, they find someone who's broken and fits their and fits their fits their personality. personality. But remember yeah, that's, this that's the, what and their oaths. It's not the Spren who say that they're watching the liar and the high prince and everything. That's Arklo. 
Oh, was uh, it our clothes? The sleepless are watching them, and that's what the sleepless call them. Mm. So, the sleepless are. I'm I'm a little bit less interested in in speculating what's going on in Sprenland I mean, and how I, they're doing it, but I not I'm not saying I'm not interested. I'm yeah. less interested in that than I am in the personality matches. Yes, because uh, you, you talk about Kaladin and Syl, and she's a a great foil for him, and kind of brings out the the latent characteristics that he needs uh, in order to become. Uh, less broken, shall yes. we say? Yeah. And uh, so you, here you have Lyft, who is this uh, stunted child, and she's paired with this museum curator. Yeah. He's an old man, basically. She's like, Pinocchio, and he's Jiminy Cricket, or something like that. Yeah. yeah sure. Um. Anyway, I so I I'm interested in that, and it makes me want to go back and read Wave Kings and Words of Radiance to understand, you know, when we get Pattern and Shallan. I. I didn't really pay attention to that dynamic as much as maybe I should have or could have. And now yeah. now that I have that in my mind, I may be able to a little bit better. That so, is interesting because so, I would say with Pattern and Shallan, the connection, I mean, both being scholars, but where do they vary? Um, and it seems to their, their, their separation seems to all be about truth. Right. And truth how and, how they deal with yeah. truth, yeah. the lies and the truth, and everything. This is truth and lies. And then yeah. you've got uh, 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 Dalinar and the Stormfather, which that one should be interesting. I will not be your shard blade. That one that one feels forced, <laughs> which is I, exactly well, how it's supposed to be. Yes. I mean, yeah. yeah. Anyway. Which is awesome. Uh, but again, so, the two the two leaders, the two great leaders of those organiz- of of, of the, on the on the two planes. Leader of the Spren and the leader of the of the humans, or the leader of the Knights Radiant, supposedly. Um, so, which which order of the Knights Radiant would Stump be if she is a healer? I thought uh, she's an edge dancer as well. No, she a uh, light weaver. No, no, that's what they thought. Uh, Dick Dicklo, what what's Arclo. his name? Arclo. Arclo. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. Uh, which she she could be a dust bringer, uh, uh, not a light weaver, an else caller. I, no. I don't really know what they all are, to um, be honest. I'm I just throwing find, things out there. I'm trying to remember uh, Edge Dancer. Which it's, one's heal? Um, it would be the one right next to Edge Dancer because they share the regeneration. Then it would be right. either tr- dust bringers or truth watchers, right? Yeah, I'm guessing... Based on uh, who knows? Based on her, uh, based no, on how she's presented in this book, and and uh, the things she she says about the uh, orphans, she could be a truth bringer. I mean, because she always thinks they're coming to her, lying just to get into her, just to get her food. You know, basically. Yeah. I don't uh, know. So and then they Maybe leave we don't healed, have enough which info. Then, My, then they leave healed, which leads her to lends credibility to her theory that they're just faking. So, so of all the so of all the funny I'm gonna go without she's a truth of, of all the funny moments that we have between Wendell and Lyft, did anybody else chuckle when uh when Wendell turns into a rod and she says and in her head she heard Wendell say, Ow, Ow. <laughs> <laughs> Wendell's just so funny. He's just so meek and so you know I find that I, I thought it was fun. it was really funny to to hear that, but it made me think about all the other like Sill is a shard blade and and all the others a like, shard spear. The, okay, so they feel something when it happen when yeah when they're in that form. That's interesting. Uh, which also quick call back here. Did you guys catch the shard bow? Yes. Uh, there's a yeah. mention of one. Yeah. Sometimes the, they're shard, bow, but we've seen a shard bow. Oh really? Yes. Well, we wait. What? Yes. But not a a bow made out of. 
Out We've seen a shard sprint. bow. Okay, so I mean, we've seen the big way of kings when they're going to attack uh, the, the great shell. Yeah, but, but that's planes. just that's just a giant bow that you can use with a with a, a shard plate. That's Are all. Are you that sure? Is. Not one hundred percent sure, but that's the way they <laughs> painted it. Are you sure, Ryan? That's I'm pretty sure that it's a shard bow. That's the way they painted it. Is that these are giant bows created, crafted by man? Why couldn't it well, to be used uh, by somebody in shard plate? I liked when Wendell said at the end, "I can be just about anything as long as it's metal." There's a connection between spring oh, yes. and metal. Now we're talking. I my after two giant novels and a little novella mistborn is still in my mind it's it's the favorite for me over stormlight archive and so anytime he can throw something back toward mistborn i am all in baby yeah, yeah and so that really grabbed my attention i'm very excited to see how they'll tie together yeah uh and now again before the angry emails and comments yes i love stormlight archive don't get me wrong i just misborn's my favorite so. by the way the, the shard bow was in what is you know undoubtedly the greatest chapter of writing in the history of writing <laughs> chapter 13 <laughs> of way of kings so. uh we'd better we'd better call it we're in an hour so uh some final thoughts and uh whether you recommend this book and you know i, I guess like don't give me a star rating, but did you like it? And how much did you like it? Ken, go. Yeah, I liked it very much. Uh, read the others first, of course. I mean, but it fills in a lot of great holes. If you have read the first two, you're anxiously waiting for Oathbringer to come out. It it, it fills a lot of great holes and shows you, or casts a little bit of light on, on Nin. I'm going to keep calling him Crescent Man, and, and his philosophy and the whole quest for justice. And now I'm interested to see how that's frustrated because he's clearly failed and now he realizes that he's clearly failed so. all right todd a wonderful piece in between uh having read the other the other books and waiting for the next stormlight archive book i enjoyed it um it was great to come back to some of the characters it took me a couple of it, it took me a few pages to get back get my mind back onto roshar um but i but i quite thoroughly enjoyed the read ryan i pretty obviously loved it but after my, 18 times reading it, he still enjoyed it. <laughs> my my biggest concern with this book um, is its place, where it's going to exist uh, 10 years down the road when we're not waiting for Oathbringer. Yeah. this Because oh, like, yeah. you guys have all mentioned, it's a great piece to help you wait for Oathbringer to come out. Well, what... Once Oathbringer comes out, yeah, this is you're not gonna. It, it's not gonna go on your shelf between books two and three, right? It's it's, like, it's kind of a weird. It's in it's a weird got spot. a weird place, you know. Our our canon bounded. Our, our, so when you go back and you do your reread ten years from now, and we've got you know three more books or whatever, um, and you're going through and doing your reread, do you go read one and two Words of Radiance, jump into ours Arca- into Arcanum Unbounded, then jump over to Oathbringer, or do you just continue on like? I mean, it's coming back to our discussion about this, whether it can stand alone, but that's my biggest thing. Does this piece in future publications end up as a, like a piece behind Words of Radiance? That's probably I what I would do. Assuming when we get toward the end of this run of Stormlight Archive, you know, whether it's the first five books or all ten, it'll get the leather-bound treatment. It'll get the collector's edition treatment. And I would assume that, yeah, they'd throw another hundred pages on the end of words of radiance and throw this in there because mm-hmm. you need it it's 
Uh, so far, from from what we can tell, you're going to yeah. need it. I think a lot of it will depend on what Oathbringer gives us and, and how it how it ties two yeah, and three together maybe. without this. And it's Rogue right. One for the Roshar world. Maybe, maybe. Yeah, it's too. Uh, maybe it's just too early to tell. Um, I would say for for my part, I I really liked it. I I should say this. I liked it. I didn't love it. Um, as far as his shorter works go, this is, I, I don't think it's as, um, I don't, I don't like it as much as Shadows for Silence mm-hmm. and I don't like it nearly as much as Emperor's Soul. No, no. Emperor's Soul, Soul was, was better. amazing. Oh yeah. And, that and, and that's just, again, that's personal preference. I really like the, the kind of philosophical discussions mm-hmm. that go on and yes. we get a little bit of that, but this is... Uh, not not as much of that mm-hmm. and the humor uh kind of in my opinion was a little beach over the head style uh and so got a little tiresome like i mentioned but uh, that being said with those caveats in mind i did like it and i would say if you uh yeah if you liked stormlight then you should read this and you're not going to be sorry that you did mm-hmm. it's a good one yeah. Yeah. so uh anyway we good yeah Anything else you guys want to talk about? No? All right. Let's uh, peace on out of here then, and we will get ready for next week, which I believe is going to be the next Wheel of Time episode. So it'll be uh, the Shadow Rising Part 1, whatever. It's the whole book, but it's the discussion one of two for the Shadow Rising, uh, and that'll be the... well, the three of us minus Todd, mm-hmm. uh, but then plus Kyle, who's awesome. So listen in for that one, and we'll continue our uh, words of the day for the giveaway. We've got a, a couple books, a coloring book, and a T-shirt to give away. So we'll look forward to uh, you guys participating in that. And once again, patreon.com slash legendarium. We'd love to see you there. And as always, when we're finished with this episode and I've published it, I'll put it on Reddit and you can go to uh, the subreddit, the Brandon Sanderson subreddit. I'll post it there and we can have a little discussion. Yes, you can yell at us and I'll try (laughs) poorly to justify some of the decisions we make as we're talking about this stuff. Uh, And and also, if you want to go ahead and share it elsewhere in the Stormlight Archive sub or share it on Facebook, we'd love to... uh, have you tag us on that the username is the legendarium on reddit uh or just tag us on facebook so that we can participate in those discussions we love uh we love chatting with you guys anyway thanks for listening and uh we'll see you for the next one see you later